Welcome, everyone, to the Roto Slappers podcast on the one and only Bloodline Entertainment Network. For those of you that are watching right now on YouTube, better make sure, go below, hit the subscribe. Don't waste any time. Do it now. I'm going to remind you probably a few times. Get it kind of annoying with that one as we go. But here we are, Saturday night again. Um, we are in full swing for March Madness at this point. I don't know if anybody's been watching that. Whew. Some wild stuff has been happening in that tournament. That's why they call it March Madness, though. That's what makes it so much fun. And this was a big week. This was NFL free agency kickoff. Um, so much activity happens in this week. In the it's the NFL and NBA have free agency down. It's it's just so much more fun. MLB needs to like take a page from their book and do something about their free agency because it is a slow, painful death in Major League Baseball. Whereas the NFL, you know, like every move before free agency starts and then the clock starts where they can officially sign and everything happens and it's just a boom, 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 boom. But with the, all those moves comes fantasy football shakeup. And that's what the Roto Slappers is here to do tonight on Saturday night. Go over a little bit of the uh, the fantasy ramifications as such for the moves that have happened so far. I don't want to get I don't want to speculate a lot, so I don't really want to get into like the Lamar Jackson stuff and things like that tonight, Saturday night. I know a lot of people are watching March Madness. Um, it's the day after nursing hangovers. It's the day after things, uh, St. Patrick's Day. All that other stuff. So let's just get to the meat and potatoes here, the moves that had happened. And that being said, the Chicago Bears were front and center on quite a few things. So in typical radio fashion, I'm going to bring a guest in here. Won't be on the video stream, but he'll be phoned in to the Roto Slappers podcast tonight. So I'm going to bring in to get some Bears aspect stuff. The one, the only, TK, baby. MK. How you doing, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Streets? Thanks for having me on Roto Slappers. Thanks for having me as like a radio phone guest, man. I had the in-laws today. It was our St. Patrick's Day. Had a great corned beef and cabbage dinner. Watched a bunch <laughs> of good hoops. It's crazy. Uh, up, up five to two. Team USA over Venezuela. America's pitcher, Lance Lynn, did the damn thing and showed up big tonight. I'm excited, man. March Madness has been running wild as a Bears fan in free agency. How couldn't you be excited, baby? What a time to be a Bears fan. <laughs> it's fun. It was a big week. A lot of non-fantasy stuff happened for the Chicago Bears, obviously. But even some fantasy stuff happened for the Chicago Bears free agency. The big one is David Montgomery's gone. That's it. No more money in Chicago. You almost feel bad for him a little bit, right? Had to deal with some really crap situations out there for a couple seasons with us uh but but believably so you don't spend a lot of money to bring a running back back that you, you just don't that's just how the nfl works so he moves on to great and i'll start with with by saying i think it's a great spot for david montgomery to be honest with you we saw what jamal Williams did last day uh last year there thousand yards 17 touchdowns I don't know if he repeats. I don't know if David Montgomery gets 17 touchdowns, but he's going to play behind the best line of his career this year. Um, and he is just a hard-nosed, hard-to-bring-down, miss-tackle machine. Like, I And they paid him more than what Jamal Williams is being paid. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised because I think Monty's a little bit better than Jamal Williams. I think it's an absolutely great landing spot for Monty. 
And I think we just have now come to the conclusion that DeAndre Swift is probably never going to be the guy. Oh, what do you think about Monty? I lost them for a sec there. It's probably the Wi-Fi thing that keeps happening. But when we do get Tim King back, uh, we'll see what he wants to say about that. I'll keep going then in the sense that... Yo, can you hear me? Now I can, yeah. I can hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, I must have lost you, man. It's okay. Like I said, I'm out on the road right now. But, but yeah, like the running backs was was a wild situation, like you were saying. Essentially, to me, it kind of felt like a a four-team trade where Carolina just didn't get anything out of it. It was all just team team swaps, player swaps. I know. Jamal Williams going to New Orleans. I think it's going to have a huge fantasy impact there. He's going to take – he's going to play that Mark Ingram role, but he's going to do a much better, especially at this point in Mark Ingram's career. He's going to eat up some touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. Plus, you got Kamara suspension looming. So, I love Jamal Williams over in the Saints. When you're, I do feel bad for David Montgomery. He was the heart and soul of our locker room. He was one of the leaders for this team here, no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, no chance in hell I want to pay Montgomery what he got. And if you look at Montgomery compared to Foreman, Foreman outproduced Montgomery every step of the way in every major statistical category and is getting paid half the amount Montgomery is getting paid. So now we get the one-two punch of Foreman and Herbert. Plus, you can always draft a guy later later on in the draft if you want to go ahead and maybe fifth, sixth-round pick, whatever. But Foreman and Herbert are more than a formidable one-two combination um, yep. for this Bears with Justin Fields in the backfield. Oh, yeah. And I think David Montgomery is DeAndre Swift's one-two punch is going to have a very, very nice role in that damn Dan Meat Campbell offense in Detroit. Yeah, he, so David Montgomery might be just the big winner. Um, when it comes to all these guys that just moved around, the big loser might be Khalil Herbert and a fantasy aspect. Um, because yeah, he, he, he's shit in plast protection. There's no doubt. He was never going to be a three down back. Uh, and the yards per carry thing that we hear about with Khalil Herbert all the time, like, yeah, he led the league in yards per carry. You can't average nine, nine carries a game and have 123 or whatever it is and count yards per carry as like a stat because the more touches you get, obviously the yards per carry is going to go down. So I, I think, I think you're, I think you're right. I think DeAndre, uh, I think Deontay Foreman is actually really good and he's going to assume the goal line work and he's going to eat into Cleo Herbert's work. Um, and that is going to be a nice one, two punch for the Chicago bears right there. Fantasy aspect wise, that is now probably a backfield. I'm going to stay away from <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. And I got Foreman in a couple dynasty leagues. For me, I, I don't mind it because he replaces that Montgomery share that I actually had in both of the leagues that I had Foreman. So I, I don't mind it at all. I think. So you think he he's gonna art. go ahead? Go sorry, ahead. what was that? So you think he's gonna get? He's gonna take over. So you think he'll get the Montgomery work, and Herbert yeah. will still be the complimentary guy, huh? Oh, a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Foreman's gonna be the number one back for sure. Oh, see, be, that's uh, interesting. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I think Herbert, more. Herbert will be the change of pace. I would, if that is the case, then I would obviously be all in on Deontay Foreman at this point. Uh, I somehow I just think it's going to be more of a split, but we'll see how that one goes. But it's interesting that you like that, and I do agree. Um, Jamal Williams, perfect spot for him right now, going to New Orleans. Uh, Alvin Kamara facing some criminals there on that one, um, probably going to face a suspension this year at some point. Uh, he escaped it all last year. So at some point, Goodell is going to just take that random hammer and pound down whatever he's going to give him. 
something up at this point. Who knows how long it's going to be? Could be six, eight weeks, could be 17 years. However, Roger Goodell <laughs> rules this. So when he is gone, he's he's going to be the he's going to be the guy in New Orleans, right? That is a run centric team, and it's a pretty good uh, O line. They got Derek Carr now. It's a decent situation for Jamal Williams, especially if he gets a good half a season in as the as the lead guy there. So that could be a little a little sneaky running back to, to, for yourself there. And I know got him in a nasty league, but even in redraft at the price you're probably going to get him uh, around pick 190s at this point. That's a nice grab. Yeah, yeah, agree absolutely <laughs> for sure. I think he'll put double digit touchdowns in again. Uh, especially getting at least six games, I, as I'd imagine that'll be the suspension. So the guy will see double-digit scores again. So I, I, I love the guy. I, I love the play. Yeah, he's he might be a winner, definitely for that. So Montgomery, winner. Jamal Williams, probably a winner. Khalil Herbert, the loser. No, yeah, he's the big loser on this one. Definitely. <laughs> definitely people who own Khalil Herbert in Dynasty Leagues, big losers here for sure. That, well, Tim. I appreciate it. I do appreciate um, taking a little moment here while you're in the car ride with the kids, the family, doing a little St. Patrick's Day stuff for coming on and talking the Bears aspect and Jamal Williams, I guess the Bears and Lions aspect of fantasy football here. Yeah, bro. Well, if you know me, my boy Mike Dog knows I'm the biggest Lions fan out there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Inside joke. I know that's where you wanted to go with that. But, yeah, it was uh, – dude. Thanks for having me on your first solo show. I greatly appreciate it. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone out there. Happy March Madness. Go Team USA. I look forward to hearing the rest of the show. Bloodline Entertainment Network. Hit that subscribe button, baby. I'm out. Have a good night, folks. Thank you. And now we're it. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tuning in there. I wanted to get some Bears take on that one. Um, Nick, how you doing, buddy? I see the cat. Let's see. As I get used to this here, running. You. This is this whole operation is in deep trouble right now with me running the show by myself. So just be prepared for this one. This will be kind of fun. You do not want to put me drinking a beer on a Saturday night, watching college basketball all day on a camera right now to talk about some fantasy football, but here we are. Whew. Let's keep it moving. With that said, I asked Bakley to come on who has to get up at three in the morning. Cause I wanted his take on the Philadelphia situation. Now Rashad Penny is the other guy. He moves on now from Seattle and he ends up in Philly. There's a lot of, I, the industry seems to be hit half and half on this one. Cause a lot of people seem to think they're going to draft a running back with high draft capital, but I just don't know how you lose over half of your defense and have holes elsewhere. And then you come back and say, well, I'm going to use a top 100 pick on a running back. It's just in a real life sense, the running back is not as important as many people think. So I don't think they take a running back till day three. I really don't. So I think another big winner in this free agency is Rashad Penny. I think he fits the, the role that Miles Sanders played a year ago. Very, very well uh, for as long as he plays. That's the that's the big kicker for him. Maybe he only makes it eight weeks, but another sneaky guy that while he's there, like while he's healthy, and if he makes it a full healthy season, legitimate RB two this year. So I kind of I don't think they're gonna. There's no B. I don't think they're drafting Bijan. Sorry, Philly. I or fantasy community. Bijan's not going to Philly. 
too many holes in more important real life football positions for me. So I kind of like Rich. He's a winner. The next winner for me also, Ramondre Stevenson. That was another situation we were kind of looking at. Like, what is New England going to do? New England, typically we were scared shitless of these running backs, right? Always. There's you, the, the biggest thing you're taught when you start playing fantasy sports is never, ever, ever put stock into a New England running back. I've been burned. I've said it on this podcast a million times. Like, Good God, the Sony Michelle thing for me—that was the—I told myself that was the last time, right? That was it. I've—I can't handle all the pain anymore and all the aggravation that goes with it. But, it, but now I have Ramondre Stevenson, so we're right back at it again. But he's the winner. To me, he's the winner. They bring in James Robinson with a decent-sized contract, and if we saw Dame, what we saw from James Robinson last year was not good. Not all guys return from the Achilles injury like a Deontay Foreman, and are just as good as they were before they got it. Just not how it happens. And he did not look good with the Jets last year. Barely even played. To me, that is a downgrade from Damian Harris. And the, the Patriots have an upgrade in Bill O'Brien at offensive coordinator. So if we're if this is the, the lion's share guy that I expect him to be, I think Ramondre Stevenson also will be a winner in this one. Um, we can go to a lesser guy here. I wouldn't call him a lesser guy. I, Miles Sanders, it's a good spot. He ends up in Carolina now in the shakeup. I that offense is nowhere near as good. That coach there definitely likes to use multiple running backs, but I do see him at least leading the running back committee there. They're just not going to score a lot. But he should get a decent, hefty workload and – could be. Yeah, we're talking RB2 here for Miles Sanders, I think. Um, it just it, it could have been a worse situation that he landed in, but it's not the best one. I like it, but I'm not head over heels about it. Samaje Pirine, a guy that way, 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 way down on probably the draft boards. You're going to get him super late. I, I, I like this move in Denver because if Javante recovers very slow, misses any time to begin the year, Samaj P. Ryan can be a three down back if you need him to be. He re, it's, he's under Sean Payton now. Um, we've seen Mark Ingram. We've seen Latavius Murray. We've seen other guys besides the lead bell cow when, he, when they step in be very, very good in the Sean Payton system. I think Samaj P. Ryan, if Javante Williams were to miss any time, is, could also play that, that role. And I think he's actually going to be very good at it. That's the running backs. That's about it. I don't really want to like Justice Hill's meh. We like for the love of God, we don't need to talk about Justice Hill. Um, if anything, that's the bus. Unfortunately, that fucker's gone. I I can't stand Baltimore's running back situation though. So I'm, I'm I've been scarred too much by that one now. I invested so much in J.K. Dobbins at one point and just got screwed in that. So Baltimore, see ya. Uh, the Miami backs are back. I guess we could say that really didn't change much, but Mostert and Jeff Wilson are back. They probably do with exactly what Wilson and Mostert did a year ago. So not much changed there. And other running back notes here. We'll see Alexander Madison is back in Minnesota. Delvin Cook still there. I don't know if he's – we'll see if he's traded. I mean, he's on the block. 
and you can't if they cut him this year i think they save six million if they cut him next year they could save 13 million on the i don't know who's gonna take them um yeah, that's that's an iffy one. So Madison, if if Cook is dealt at any time though this year, Madison will shoot up for me. But right now, I don't know what the hell we're gonna do. It's you got an older Cook who's probably gonna consume some workload there, uh, and then you got Madison, who we all kind of like, right? We all kind of wanted Madison to finally get that role there. We wanted him to move on from Cook, but as of right now, they're both still there. So not too excited about that one just yet. And then other running back news. I think that's about it on the running back front. So not a whole lot just yet. We had some big names, some little names. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, we're not like, good Lord. I'm not talking about these guys. Quarterbacks. Oh, I got some more camera here. Let's see. What's going on, Ivan? How you doing, buddy? I know. Not much is going on. I'm, they somehow they. You, I'm just up here alone. You guys let me do this. That's scary, huh? <laughs> what can you say? Did the best pickups and trades for the week one of free agency? Well, it's a loaded question because if it's, we're talking fantasy or we're talking real life here, it's probably going to be two different answers at this point. I'd have to say, in real life. Maybe I'm a homer here, but I'm going to say the Chicago Bears. But they've also made so many moves, and they had to add so many guys. But I think they did it, and they did it in a way where they're not going to be cap-strapped in the next couple years. They front-loaded the big deals. Uh, that gives them payroll flexibility and cap flexibility in the next couple years when they are supposedly are supposed to get good. Obviously, they made the big trade. They went down from uh, 1 to 9. Got DJ Moore in that deal right before free agency. So DJ Moore, by far the best wide receiver in all the free agency that was available at this point. So that was a huge pickup for them. So I have to say the Chicago Bears probably win free agency for me. Um, and I feel like it's a homer pick, so I'm actually... I absolutely agree, GM. So I'm glad that you feel the same way at this point because I was thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck, I'm going super homer here as I say this, and everybody's going to be like, look at this dumb Bears fan just saying all this stuff. But it was a good week for the Chicago Bears, I think. Um, maybe on a fantasy aspect, the big winner also is Justin Fields, as you just said, right? You give him DJ Moore, and that might be the best addition, weapon addition to any of these teams in free agency so far. Uh, a lot of lateral moves at quarterback that we're going to talk about in a second and things like that. So, yeah, Chicago Bears, big winner for me. I'm sure Tim would scream it that the Bears won free agency at this point, but I'll be a little bit more laid back and try not to sound as homer. How are you feeling, Jacoby Myers, to the Raiders? Not sure what to think. Perfect segue into wide receiver, to be honest with you. So I'm glad you did that. You know, he's going to assume the slot role under McDaniels, right? That's definitely what he's going to do. They traded away Darren Waller, so he might consume the Darren Waller targets there. I think he's actually a – I think Jacoby Myers is t probably a top 100 pick in redraft, closer to like the 80, 90 range, but pretty good slot receiver. I'm actually – I don't hate him. Remember with Waller gone, do you remember Hunter Renfro or uh, – not Hunter, good Lord, that's the 
same Renfro, but just not Hunter. That's actually a slugger in Major League Baseball. But remember the season he had? I actually kind of think that Jacoby Myers can have a similar one there, playing the slot under McDaniels with no Darren Waller there. So it's a sneaky good move. It's not sexy. I'm not, I don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year by any means necessary. But I think him and Juju are very similar to the kind of moves that they did. Because now Juju moves to New England where it's a perfect fit for him. He's a, he is a slot machine. And he's going to be utilized perfectly there. Boatload of targets for him playing that slot role in New England. So they kind of switch places and there you go. So I do kind of like Jacoby Myers on that one. No doubt about it. What's up, my man? How you doing? How's your Saturday night going? Bear down, baby. This is our time, right? It's finally. We are a miserable franchise. A miserable franchise that have waited a long time for something like this that's finally happening to us, right? It seems to be the most exciting time to be a Bears fan. So if I do get homer a lot, fuck it. I don't even care because that's how exciting it is to be a Bears fan, right? Continuing on wide receiver, um, Alan Lazard signs with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers went out there like a little crybaby, went and got his guys. He was like, hey, I need this guy and this guy and this guy, and I want to bring – I hated the Green Bay Packers so much, but I want you to bring the entire Green Bay Packers roster over to the New York Jets, and then that's where I want to go and play. But all jokes aside, Garrett Wilson's the guy. He is the only probably wide receiver I am going to roster on the New York Jets coming next year, fantasy football. I don't, Alan Lazard, not even a wide receiver three on my radar at this point. Really good player. Don't know if he's fantasy relevant. Uh, oh, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard. A lot of hairy situations there with those guys at this point. So Garrett Wilson's the only one I kind of want to do in that, in that circumstance there because Other than that, yeah. Let's see. Two quarterbacks were moved also this week. Nothing sexy about either one. Good, they're almost the same damn guy. If you replace them with other things, uh, Derek Carr leaving. <laughs> Wilson gonna have a wide receiver. He probably is gonna have a wide receiver one season, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Like his stock goes up with Aaron Rodgers. I wish I could. I. Wish I can use Aaron Rodgers on this pod for a trade or free agency move, but I can't because the move hasn't happened yet. I'm guessing it is going to happen when they figure out what it is, and that's going to be a monster trade for the Jets. The Jets actually become a – they're probably a contender with Aaron Rodgers, as crazy as that sounds. But Garrett Wilson is definitely going to have a wide receiver one season. He's probably going to be drafted as such, too. We got some more comments here. The rest of – if you guys have not checked out the Nero's pod here, also go check that one out. That's a pretty cool concept as he goes through everything else. Also, Clark Street Wrestling is great. Nights now at this point. Um, I know exactly what time these are all coming on because I make plans for Friday night, so you can come check that one out. So, back to the quarterbacks. Derek Carr. So we're just trading garbage, I think, at this point. That teams are just trading each other's garbage, right? One man's trash is another man's treasure. New Orleans says, Ugh, the Ravens treasure, I'm going to go out, I'm going to give Derek Carr $150 million, and they're not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm, I hate – so Dylan is – I'm pretty sure you're a Saints fan, right, buddy? And I, I feel bad for you out there if you're listening to this. But yeah, that's – the Saints aren't going anywhere with Derek Carr. 
The Raiders weren't going anywhere with Derek Carr. The Saints aren't going anywhere with Derek Carr. The only thing that's good with Derek Carr in New Orleans at this point is Chris Olave. I know Tim's going to love this one also. Uh, and I'm sure Wilson, he loves because of the Ohio State thing. Chris Olave, also another Ohio State guy that Tim's going to love. But Chris Olave, Errol's pointing up for him at this point with Derek Carr. The other garbage, the other team's garbage that gets moved to another city, Jimmy G from San Francisco. He's going to Oakland. This is a desperation move by McDaniels. That's all this is. I don't know how they don't bring in a rookie quarterback or draft one still. I have no clue what they're doing. Um, Jimmy G is not taking that franchise anywhere either. Unless the Raiders are going to have a top five defense. Then he's, he can game manage you to that point, but he's not going to. He's not going to be the guy that takes you over that next step. However, it's a lateral move for Devontae Adams. He should still be a beast under him. Um, so it does not hurt his stock at all, and it should keep him fantasy relevant at this point. So that's good. Uh, Fantasy-wise, that's probably that's probably it on the big stuff that's gonna that took that took place this week in fantasy football. There is some fun stuff that we do need to wait and see what kind of happens. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is one of them, but Mar Jackson's gonna be the big one. Like at some point, I don't know how teams if they're colluding or not. I don't. It doesn't matter. But at some point, like a team like Washington, right? How do you just sit? How do you sit there, Carolina? Let's just use Carolina, for instance, right? Carolina gave the Bears all of that stuff to move up to get the first pick, right? All it takes is two first-round picks to get yourself a former MVP right now. And Lamar Jackson is just being dangled around out there for anyone to go get. And I don't see how a team like Washington or somebody that needs a quarterback so badly just doesn't say, screw it. Here's two first-round picks. Give me Lamar. I'm going to pay him $200 million and call it a day. Like, So that could be a huge in many, many aspects and have many fantasy ramifications that come along with it. It really can. Like, And then it's going to be a fun one to watch as it plays out in the next coming weeks. There's not a whole lot of other free agents left, I think, that shake things up. Obviously, we have the draft coming up, though. That's going to shake things up a ton. Like, I Usually, I Tim knows this. Um, although some people try to talk me into it, I usually try to tell myself, like, I don't trade in fantasy until free agency and the draft is over and we start getting into camp because of all the little weird things that can happen in that place. But I think we're, we see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point, we have the draft coming up in a month. Um, and after that, it's just basically Lamar Odell and a couple other big things to go, but we will recap all the moves as they do happen, uh, each week. Obviously, here on the Roto Slappers. We also, tomorrow night, by the way, before we wrap up this free agency recap, I do have to tell you tomorrow night we are doing a Roto Slappers baseball show. And we actually have a real draft happening while we're doing the show. So, no mock. We are going to do the draft while we're doing the show. We're going to talk about how the draft's playing out. It's a points league draft, too. I actually love that because. We did a lot of categories-based stuff when we were doing our tiers, so it's going to be nice to to dive into points league-based stuff, which is a little bit different than uh, a roto or category-based league. So it's actually going to be kind of fun to break this down with Big Texas, Big Country, BK, and kind of tell you, well, it's just have some fun with it, to be honest with you. 
hopefully teach you a couple things as we go through it. Hopefully we uh, don't make any dumb mistakes while we're doing this draft, but it is a fast draft, so that helps. So you, it's like a two-minute-per-pick clock, so we should get quite a few picks in in that hour um, so we can get through the meet, the big, big part of it. We, you, know, you guys don't want to see the 150 to like pick 200 stuff anyways. That's kind of boring. So we, we will have some fun tomorrow night as we do that draft. You can catch that also here, Bloodline Network, Bloodline Entertainment Network. If you have not yet, I keep telling you down below. See that subscribe button? Subscribe already. Dom, how you doing, buddy? You're just happy the Eagles worked out? Yeah, that was bad. I'm not going to lie. Man, That they almost lost their whole defense. And I, all the, so many people were still out there like saying, oh, the Eagles are going to draft Bijan or Gibbs or something. And I was like, are you kidding? How do you lose your whole defense and use and justify using a top 100 pick on a running back? You just can't. So I still think they have enough holes on defense that they end up filling the more important holes. And I think it's, they're going to run that committee with Gainwell and Penny, but I am glad that Slay stayed with them also. Although there's a piece of me that was like, Hey, maybe Darius Slay's available. Bears got some cap money. Uh, could use a, uh, a veteran cornerback like that, but no, I am glad Slay stayed there also. Good because I'm playing points this year and I don't get it. So it'll be nice to learn live. Yeah. Point for anybody that does not know points leagues are much, much different than a categories based league in many aspects points leagues will get points leagues basically are picking good players right you don't need tim not to throw you under the bus here but was like the the king of rostering the billy hamiltons he would trade everything away for three of the top 10 players in all of baseball and fill his but you can do this in category and fill it with just stat stuff like a billy hamilton who gives you 50 stolen bases but in a points league, a guy like Billy Hamilton who hits 200 with a 290 OBP doesn't do you any good, right? So good players and good pitching are more what you want in a points league uh, than trying to just staff, just stuff all the categories basically up. But I don't, I don't want to confuse you too much. We'll kind of break it down as we're going through it because you're going to actually be kind of surprised because I'll, I'll pull my rankings up while we're doing it, and you'll see that it's not going to be like my roto rankings. Like I have basically all hitters in the top 12 of a roto rankings. And you're going to notice that I have a lot of pitchers in my top 12 of a points league ranking. So we will break that down. And hopefully you do learn before big, big Timbo's big draft. All right. Well, I like to thank good Lord doing this on my own. I was like, this is going to be fun to, uh, and just nerve wracking to get on here and talk some fantasy ramifications of the NFL free agency recap. But thank you to Tim for helping break the ice a little bit. Uh, especially since this is like the fourth show I've ever hosted to this point still. So, uh, so thank you all. I'm glad for those of you that turned out once again, bloodline entertainment network, go subscribe to the damn page right now. Don't waste any time. Uh, share it. Go tell your friends, go tell your mom, go tell your dad, go tell your brother, your sister, your cousins. Hell, Take your laptop and your phone, go right next door right now, knock on their door, show them this and say, hey, I got this new thing. It's called the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You should check this out too. That's what you should go post it on your community page on your to Facebook. That's what you should go do. Scream it on top of the world. Bloodline Entertainment Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow. As you have noticed every single day, we have a loaded, loaded just schedule for you each each and every week there's 
show after show after show after show. I let me take something from Tim here before I go banger after banger after banger after banger for you. That's how we roll here at the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So go have some fun. Go watch some March Madness. Hope you don't lose your ass off betting on these games. Take care, everybody. And uh, good night. Well, good night.